jumped in there real fast. I wanted to beat you to it. <laughs> Hi, Chloe. How are you? Okay. Having a good week? <laughs> I think we're both very tired and mentally maybe a little okay maybe listen, a little anxiety yeah no we're it's fine yeah it's fine anxious no we're fine no really we're fine we're fine we're fine anyways all right chloe what are we talking about today the freaking duggers oh my god i'm so sick y'all guys shiny happy people documentary dugger family secrets this is part two i was supposed to take notes on episodes three and four i got through three and it was so heavy i had to stop. And y'all, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on to four. I really don't. Imagine we just don't do four. We'll see. it's kind of repetitive. It is a lot honest. of repetitive. I'll watch it, it is again. It is a lot of repetitive. It is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of repetitiveness. Okay. So I'll watch it and see about taking notes on it. We'll see what happens. So anyway, remember we left off where Josh Duggar... You know, all the stuff came out about him molesting his sisters. So they canceled 19 kids and counting and then started Jill and Jessa counting on. Which literally, I'm sorry, it's just same show, different name. Like you didn't, you canceled the Mm -hmm. show for. They made it seem like it was going to be Jill and Jessa, you know, like just picking up the pieces. What's sad is I heard this about it and it it was perfect and, and sad. These girls are now responsible for caring their family. Mm-hmm. And this is on the backs of their abuse story. Exactly. So it's they so sad. Yeah, they're literally the parents are literally profiting off of their mm-hmm. abuse. It's devastating. And it, I'm glad that they're finally telling their story. Me too. So we hop over to Jill and Derek's interview and Jim Bob evidently handpicks all of his girls' husbands. That are married to this date. Which is he, insane. He has them fill out an application, literally, uh, to be able to court his his daughters. They have to go through him to ask permission to court them. That's messed the heck up. So I'm sorry. That's so weird. I also do not agree with going to the dad to ask permission to no, marry it's your daughter. Do- like, I don't want... A guy coming to dad and saying, do I have your permission? Hell no. I don't no, need I'm, his permission. You don't need dad's permission to no, get married. I'm fully a capable woman. Capable woman. I don't need anyone's permission. I've always thought that is a super weird. It's bizarre. It's like a, it's a very Southern tradition as well. It is. Um, now, did dad do that for me? Hell yeah, he did. Absolutely the heck not. He didn't. He did Do you know Why? Why? That's when Peepaw was in drug rehab. No, but I thought that dad went to the rehab. He didn't ask. He didn't ask him that there. He went and met him. That's the first time they met is when my dad was in rehab. (laughs) So embarrassing. (laughs) I thought Nani and Peepaw made you guys get married. No, not really. I think we felt the pressure of generations of that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? So not so Granny Dan Pappy. And Nani and Peepaw didn't make you guys get married? No. What? No. They didn't. And my mom asked me to really think about it and think about what I wanted. And I was very young at the time. And I we had been dating. And I liked slash loved him or thought I loved him. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't I know, right? We just. even knew him. I'm sure we were in, in love. Like no. teenage love. But. Lies. Just kidding. <laughs> 
No, you guys have a but, pretty crazy story. Yeah, we do. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. I don't know which one. Anyway, so no, Jonathan did not, your dad did not go ask my dad's permission because that would have been weird. It's weird. The whole story's weird. So then we're learning about the courtship aspect of IBLP, which is the dating. They don't date. They court. And all of it is based on control. The father's control. The dad is responsible for their daughter's purity up until when they're married. Remember, they transfer over the responsibility. Like the woman never has responsibility. She is under her father's responsibility until she gets married and he passes it over. On top of that, the dad is responsible for her purity. purity? Ew. Purity culture is bananas. I know we talked about that a lot in the last episode, but just reiterating that it is literally so... Mm-mm. annoying and Mm-mm. I don't know I just feel like I have a lot of issues now because of it you know yeah it just makes you feel gross it does make you feel gross yeah. don't need it Mm-mm. um so Jill and Derek do get married so I think it's like the day of their wedding Jim Bob sets out a paper just like at the end of the counter he's like oh hey uh Jill and Derek y'all gotta sign this real quick it's just a, a release you know just like what we always sign I guess they sign papers all the time for the show and Jill said she was not thinking she didn't read through it she just signed it and this comes back later on in the episode as to what that was all about so very shortly after they get married like 30 days later they find out she's pregnant and already TLC's calling them about how the delivery is going to go. Like, how are we going to set the cameras up in there? Because so far, all of the women, like Michelle, the mom, uh, Josh's wife, Anna, it's all been filmed That's and so on TV because these That's such uh, an birth, moment. yes, these birthing episodes are cash cows for the network. They make a lot of money. So Jill and Derek were like. We don't want anybody in there. Like, mm-hmm. we just want it to be us. Like, no family. They didn't want anybody in there. They just wanted it to be them. And they kind of fought over it. Very, and the network yeah. is like, no, you have to do this. And they're That's like, no, crazy. we don't. And then eventually, I guess they kind of settled with, they gave them cameras with the thought process that you will have to record all of it then. And they did. They got the footage that they needed for that show. And it still was an invasion of their privacy. They made them film it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Guess what how much they made from that? Yeah, what did they get paid? What do you think Jill and Derek got paid? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, like, I have no idea. I've, I don't know. Like, around about how much? Around about $0 is what they got paid. So... You know, the kids were filmed all growing up and stuff, but then Jill says for seven and a half years of her adult life, she was never paid. So, what? yeah. And so they went to the network and they said, We want to speak to the network. And the network told Jill and Derek, Our contract isn't with you, our contract is with your dad. So if you want the money, we've paid him the money. Mm-hmm. So he's got to pay y'all from that. No, that didn't happen. So, wow. He just robbed his children of like, wouldn't you want to set your kids up for success? You would think that, yeah. I mean, you've already robbed them of like all of their rights, especially the young women in the family. I mean, they're going to be messed up forever. Listen, if you hear my stomach growling, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is growling every five seconds. I can try to take it out. <laughs> 
All right. So throughout the IBLP, parents were to send their kids to these training centers. And it was all ages, but especially getting into like instead of going to college, send your kids to these training centers. And what they're doing at the training centers is working like construction jobs and hard labor Mm -hmm. for 15 to 16 hours a day with no pay just for the sake of doing it for quote unquote God. It's not doing it for God. It's doing it for free labor. Yeah, exactly. For free labor. And it's not for their benefit. It's to get free labor and under the guise of like we're training. This is really going to help them in the long run. Mm -hmm. And it's just... I don't like it. I don't like it. It's very strange. They also had an organization called ALERT. This is another acronym. I don't know what it stands for. Why do they love? These guys love a freaking It's a part of like, I think there's lots of acronyms for different cults that have these seminars in place. It's It's very confusing. Exactly. Confuse people. And it makes it sound almost like more official Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. It's just messed up. I don't like it, but they have this organization called Alert. It is a paramilitary organization, presumably for just young men. I think women went to, but were trained in a different way. Like the young men did very military things. The women were being trained to be perfect wives. And to cook and clean. and <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So one girl that was interviewed said if they stepped out of line, like the girls... Or the guys, I guess, they were put into a prayer room for isolation. And the prayer room was just... The prayer room. It was like a a hotel room, but empty of any furniture at all. And they'd just give you the Bible and leave you in there for days. Until they felt like you'd learned your lesson. That's... It's just neglect and abuse. Just like with the baby thing. We talked about blanket training last Mm -hmm. time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's just... It's abuse excused by religion. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, but it's like taking a Bible verse or a part of the Bible, but then twisting it to be able to do this in the name of God, and then exactly. it's nothing but abuse. It makes it uh, righteous, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's and guess what? messed up. Okay, so ALERT is the paramilitary organization for young men and women. They go to enroll. It's very steeped in IBLP culture. If they stepped out of line, they were put in the prayer room for isolation. And they would go through things. So the one girl was being interviewed. She went to the store. They were allowed to go to the store like once a month. She bought tampons for her period, right? Oh, man. They took those away. And they called them devil sticks. Of course. (laughs) Because... That was meant for your husband. I don't know, do you know Chloe. Do you know how much tampons freaking suck? <laughs> like, that is no fun. I would never voluntarily... I'm sorry. That's it's awful. outrageous. Well, they also... Uh, once again, talking about how Gothard made up stuff for his wisdom books, like just educational things. They Chloe? also said that these tampons broke your hymen. And it was that was I for saw, your husband. I saw that, yeah. That's I, bonkers. I'm sorry. Your hymen. I don't think it does that, does it? It's weird for a man to want you to save <laughs> yourself for them. They're Stop pre- doing that. They're literally predators. If a man wants so badly to take your virginity, he's a weirdo. But anyways, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's it's literally what pedophiles are interested in are virgins that are soft spoken, like yeah. little children. That's what children do. You're literally inf- what do you call it? 
infantilization. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why would they want you to do that? Why? Why Wouldn't you want a strong, Mm -hmm. you know? So shame was a big tool that they used for women, like for maintaining weight, um, being the best young ladies for your future husbands. All of that was taught at this camp. Another thing is that's interesting is Bill Gothard projected living very humbly. He drove an old car. He, you know, was saying, don't be in debt. Like, don't spend outside of your means. But it turns out his whole family was living extravagantly off of the IBLP's money, like millions of dollars. Oh, I'm sure. It's just like that uh, that pastor that bought that plane. Do you remember that? Mm -mm. He he bought a private jet. um, And the news went to go interview him and ask him why the hell he was spending all of the, you know, donations mm-hmm. from the church to use on his private jet. And he said, yeah. that's what the Lord told me to do. Okay, I don't think so. The Lord told me that I needed a private jet. This reminds me of when I was young and my dad would kid around and say to my mom, well, I just was praying and the Lord really put it on my heart that I needed to go buy a flat screen television, a big television for the living room. He told me to. Well, he did. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing, they were very connected politically. So like with Mike Huckabee, Sarah Palin. And listen to this. This is... (laughs) I love going to Hobby Lobby. Okay? I didn't know this. You didn't know I didn't know that David Green, the CEO of Hobby Lobby, was a major donor to the IBLP. That's... I've always, because... I've always known it's okay to steal from Hobby Lobby because they're <gasps> Chloe, don't steal from Blazes. Oh it's, oh, but it's okay if they're homophobic. No, you can't yes, steal from is. Blazes. It's the unwritten rule. Oh. You're allowed to steal okay. from places mm. that are homophobic and also racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so David Green. That was Green, a joke, by the way. Sure it was. David Green. You guys didn't catch that. <laughs> David Green. David Green. CEO of Hobby Lobby, gave lots of money for the training centers, things like that. Training centers were also gifts from government, the government, like all their training centers for different things that they had around. They were trying to put IBLP programs into prisons and schools. And the biggest thing was teaching blind obedience, which I always am. Oh, my God. If I hear the term you need to be blindly obedient. It just sends chills down my spine. What? Absolutely no not. No one should ever be blindly obedient. You do not. I don't care if, if someone is in authority over you. I'm not talking about if you're in high school and you're like back talking your teacher and being a little jerk. I don't like that. I'm talking about you can't blindly follow anybody because, I mean, just like this, this Bill Gothard guy turns out to be nothing but a pedophile and built this whole thing up just to be able to have control and, you know, have access to young girls. And it's just you can't do it. Not only it was was almost like a ring of pedophiles. I mean, all Mm -hmm. of it sounds like his brother, too. I'm about to tell you about his brother. It sounds like a lot of these men that were leaders of that church were very like Mm -hmm. they were all there for the same thing yeah and somehow they twisted it into a religion which is so crazy makes me mad (sighs) okay so we head back to jill and Derek. they are in el salvador they have a baby they're doing like mission work actual mission work Mm -hmm. 
And they're called back home to shoot for Jill and Jess at Counting On. And they're like, no, we are not coming home. And then Jim Bob sends the picture of the signature page along with the obligation that went with that that they signed on the wedding day. Which think of how you are on your on a wedding date, you're very, like, you're not thinking if somebody put, especially your father, your, your dad, father. your dad put something in front of you and says, hey, can you sign this real quick? Oh, of course. Not even thinking, right? It's your dad. It's your dad. How could your dad do that to mm-hmm. you? And Jill and Derek try to get her dad to pay them. And Jim Bud says, well, what do you want? Like $10 an hour. God. They try to talk to DLC, but the contract's with Jim Bob. So he's decided he's going to do this payout to all the older children that haven't been paid so far. But, you know, they're older, so he's going to do this payout. But the deal is, if I'm giving you this big chunk of money, you have to sign a contract that would basically be giving yourself forever to Jim Bob's production company called Mad Family. What? Yeah. So then even if Jill and Jessa counting on ended, they're signed to him to do anything reality based moving forward. Are you kidding me? Nope. So they decide to not take the money and they say, uh, no, thank you. And that's when they had like the falling out from the family. I think they still talk to members of the family. I do not think they talk to the parents at all. I wouldn't ever talk to you guys again if you... That's like I would never do that. So shitty. So Derek gets this anonymous text saying that he has done great evil to Jim Bob and Michelle. In the text, it says, and this is a quote: "He picked you to marry this beautiful, untouched version, Derek. Ew. He trusted you. Ew. It's disgusting. Untouched. This beautiful, Mm -mm. untouched version. And then it goes on to say the treatment of parents is forbidden." With death and penalties ascribed. I have that text. That was a text on an email, correct? Yeah, a text. It was very aggressive in like a weird cryptic way. I could just see him reading it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It was very threatening. Very threatening. It's creepy. I don't like it. So within the IBLP, there is an unchecked power dynamic, as we can see. It leads to abuse. For example, the authority at any time is not just a dad. It's the oldest male present in any room. So this leads to sexual assaults in training centers that are real and rampant. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) Bill Gothard, 1980, his brother Steve used his position of power to sexually abuse and harass women working with him. Stand-up guy. So he sends Steve to one of the training centers that's not as well manned, I guess. Like, just sends him off to this training center to be head of that training center. What? And then Bill would send the girls who were, like, disobedient to that training center to Steve. (gasps) He was, and, like, intentionally yeah. getting them assaulted? That's yes. crazy. And at one point, Bill himself is caught in a cabin with an underage girl. So they are confronted by the board. And he ultimately gets rid of Steve. But then out of this, Bill creates this new teaching that this is going to be his new kick, okay, from Matthew 18. It is impermissible to gossip, meaning... You are not to complain or go telling on your leaders. 
that's that's gossiping is yeah. telling on your leader. Like if somebody does something to you and you go tell on them, your leader, that's gossip. That's gossip. God doesn't want that. No, that's gross. Okay? Why would you ever do that? Why would you ever talk, like stick up for yourself and tell somebody that someone's hurting you? That's wild. It makes me so mad. <laughs> I absolutely freaking hate and it. To think about all the kids that were being raised in mm-hmm. this environment, watching their mothers literally get assaulted and abused and it being justified by their, uh, what they say eyes, is the Bible. In their eyes, it's the Bible. Yeah. And this man that, you know, is trying, it's supposed to protect you. Just really. It's upsetting, Chloe. I bet all those women just hate men so much. How could you come out of that and not? I don't know. I am doing my damnedest to raise Tucker to be completely opposite of this. I mean, it is, I I want him as far away from this kind of thinking as possible. Yeah, I'm just so, yeah, no. He's going to be very tolerant and very respectful respectful he better be or i'm literally gonna kick hey tucker if you're listening to this you're gonna get in trouble you're gonna get in trouble if you are not respectful exactly fully (laughs) agree all right we meet emily elizabeth anderson her family was in the iblp and about 10 years old she says her family fell apart and her father began molesting her oh my god bill spots her when she's about 13 and he asks her Hey, when you turn, and he's 71 at this point. Hey, when you turn 14, do you want to uh, come to my training center? Like my personal why, training center. Why 14? I don't know. Gross. I don't even want to think Is about it. like a sweet spot for him? I have no idea. Disgusting. But around this time, they started something called Journey to the Heart. It's a 10-day camp taught by Bill Gothard. Each person who attends has a one-on-one meeting with him. So this is guys and girls, doesn't matter. But of course, the girls are the one that got the weird stuff going on. So he invites some of these. I mean, I think he invites guys too, but it seems like it's the girls a lot. Invites some to come to his headquarters. And it is considered a very high honor, especially for women. We are now reminded that Bill Gothard has never been married, has never had children. What a great example. And yet his whole Everything he's setting up is all based on like families and how you raise your children and how you treat your wife. And how do you know? Literally. What? He looks like just this little lizard man. Like, how do you know? He's he's disgusting. And somehow everybody just started being like, yeah, whatever that guy says is probably right. I don't know. That's so bad shit crazy. That is literally I what don't understand. Is, that's literally what our country is based on. <laughs> is following men blindly. Blind, blind followers of weird men <laughs> that are too old. <laughs> yeah, because when this is going on and we're talking about this right now, he's 71 he's years old. He's old as okay? hell. So we are told that he always has a girl with him or next to him, or sitting in the car with him. And one of these girls that's interviewed says, there's always petting or heavy petting. Like he's always like stroking their legs, stroking their hair, playing with their hair. And there's a rule within the IBLP for male and female. You You have to be at least six inches apart. He don't care. He's going to get right up in there. He does not have to follow that rule. Of course and if anybody he doesn't. questions that, it's gossip. That's gossip. That's so Why would gossipy. you question that? What the hell? I mean, you should feel lucky. You should. If he's, he invites you. And he's petting you? To sit by him and he's petting you? Oh, man. Gross. What a, what a treat, Mr. Bill. 
He it literally does make me sick to my stomach. Me too. Elizabeth gets what, to oh, go sorry. Ahead. <clears throat> what parents are allowing their children just to go sit in the car um, and build freaking gothers. The same one who offered up her six-year-old son to do the spanking demonstration. Oh, lovely. Oh, here, here's my son. Oh, this would be, be so funny to freak that. him out like this. It'll be so funny to send my kid on stage to do this. This guy kid looked terrified. I've never seen a grown man so happy to spank a child. It's disgusting. It was so gross. God, I hate everybody right now. All right. <laughs> so upsetting. So Elizabeth gets to headquarters and Bill tells her. Okay, so he gets on the phone with her dad. Remember, her dad has molested her. So he gets on with the dad and says, oh, if you leave her here with me, then I'm going to teach her to be the most obedient daughter to you ever. And Ew. then he gets off the phone and tells Elizabeth, hey, I am your authority now, not your dad. Your dad doesn't deserve it anymore. So he's telling them two different, you know, telling the dad, I'm going to train her and then telling her, I'm your dad. You're going to train? A, yes. Yes. So the dad expected that when she got home, she would be obedient. And let him assault yes. her? What? Mm-hmm. What? What? Yeah. So they have oh my God. therapy sessions. I'm doing quotes. Just with Bill. They're like prayer sessions. He it's tells her he's he not a licensed therapist. Mm-mm. He tells her he loves her. He leads her to his office. Mm-mm. And then luckily there's a male staff member in there and she said Bill was visibly startled and she knows exactly what would have happened if that man had not been he there. Would have absolutely. Yeah. So she gets sent back home and the abuse ultimately starts again because it's that's what her dad expected you know she went to this training center to get trained that's a train yes training center oh all right now this is this is bad now we get to in their wisdom booklets there's a section called the law of crying out the blame for a sexual assault is put squarely on the woman because what it says is, if you were getting assaulted, did you cry out to God in that moment to save you? No. Well, if you didn't, then it was your fault. What? Yeah. It's your, I mean, that's what they're saying. It's your fault. Then they go further and say, what did you do to bring this on? Mm. <laughs> Chloe? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I have, <clears throat> That's why I couldn't go to episode four. Okay, this whole thing you. made me so angry. We we already, I don't know. It just You think of the church as supposed to be a loving place where you can go to for safety or help or whatever. This particular part is dangerous. This is not where you go for help or safety. And as a matter of fact, if you were hurt, it's going to be your fault somehow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, just... Mm-mm. I mean, I, I wish we had more commentary on that, but that in it of itself, I mean, that should speak volumes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no matter what you, what happens to you as a woman, it will always be your fault. Yeah. This That's so, so messed terrifying. Up. And to raise your children. Yeah. Can you oh, imagine the God, deprogramming no. that has to take place to these women coming out of the IBLP? Years of learning this. No, I can't. So Josh Pease, who we spoke about in the last episode, he's a journalist. He said, if you track Bill Gothard's teachings, 
it reads as a playbook of a powerful narcissist. Yeah. So Elizabeth has gone home. While she's home, she discovers online recoveringgrace.org, which is this group that was formed with survivors and Mm -hmm. stories of people who are coming out of the IBLP. So they're putting their stories on here in one Facebook, like not Facebook, I'm sorry, one group thread says sexual harassment at headquarters. And she comments, this is my story. Somehow, Bill saw this comment. I guess they had people watching this website as it's popped up. He called her and threatened her to take down the comment. And he yelled at her for like an hour on the phone. I'm sure, yeah. This 71-year-old man called a, what, 14-year-old girl and yelled at her child for for putting a, oh my God. It's like, she must have then been so He's scared like too old to even be her grandpa like that's how yeah exactly yucky gross it disgusting. is yucky gross but also terrifying she can't go online and make a comment about something and somehow he saw it that's crazy all, he really has eyes everywhere like mm. somehow he finds all this stuff out he also says josh Pease says the parallel of bill gothard assaulting women in his organization that are under his authority mm-hmm. and then parallel that with Josh Duggar as the oldest son, one in authority in his home under his dad, also assaulting people within his own home. The it's parallel like, is there. It y'all. is. It's there. He was sent to the training camp for two weeks to get help. It's, hmm. it's, an, it's like hmm. assault training camp. Exactly. So ultimately, Bill Gothard was accused of assault. And he was removed from the head of the IBLP. At one point, he goes to try to make his point as to why he shouldn't be removed. And he is literally physically escorted from the premises. Yet, this program, his teachings, everything he created still lives on. It's still used to this day. And with their leader gone, people are thinking Jim, Bob, and Michelle certainly look because they they do a lot of teachings they travel to like they could be the next ones in line to take over we go back to jim and bobby remember jim and bobby from the very very beginning the holt and they claim this is what they've heard is that jim bob and michelle are leading up to take over and then we end this episode with the news stories coming out about the most recent thing with josh duggar being charged with child pornography and perfect yes so what i wanted to say another thing i don't know if i said this last time jim and bobby holt who we're supposed to look to as these friends who have come out of this friendship and you know like they're they look like good people who just realized they made friends with the wrong people you know that there have did i say this last time i don't think so that she had to get an order of protection against him for physically abusing her and her children. So she and her older children put in for orders of protection and they were granted for 10 years. So that's how bad the abuse was physically. So I don't know who to trust. I mean, this is just bonkers crazy. All of them just suck. I hate it so much. And I think maybe even if I did say it last time, I wanted to say it again because the guys in this whole thing suck. They do. They are awful. Okay, Chloe, I wanted to talk about uh, TikTok rabbit holes. (laughs) <laughs> I've been going down lately. You do obviously, go down I do. So obviously, the past few days, everybody and their brother is thinking about the Titanic submersible called the Titan. That is now. I'll get to that at the end. So this submersible that was basically put together from 
I don't know, recycled parts and it looked, like I mean it looked, who knows it looked like it was going to just burst underwater. It's terrifying. I'm sorry. I would never do it because I don't like. I don't have that kind of sense of adventure. I also don't like big open water Some like that. Some of those people refinanced their houses so they could go. How do you know that? It, it says it, it online. Did? I thought these were all billionaires. No, the like okay. So this is a tour that happens. Like oh. more than once. Oh, so sometimes people would. So do sometimes this. Okay. people will like, yeah, like yeah. groups of people will like mm-hmm. sell their house so they can go on a tour to see the Titanic. Listen, I don't need to go down and see that haunted. I don't even think they have it's haunted. It's a haunted shipwreck. There's not a window. There's like a, a thing in the front that you would kind of see, but yes. evidently there's like a thing you watch from the inside. inside yes. So then just do it from the boat. So just never go down there and don't die. What's wrong with you? Y'all, it's heartbreaking. It makes me so sad. So this is off the coast of Newfoundland where the Titanic went down. The 21-foot submersible called the Titan, which was created by OceanGate, which is a company. The participants pay $250,000 per person to go on this. So on this expedition this time were uh, British billionaire Hamish Harding, CEO of the company OceanGate, and also the subpilot went with them, Stockton Rush, Pakistani businessman Shazada. I don't know how to pronounce this. I hope I'm saying it right. Dawood and his 17 year old son, Sulman Dawood. I hope I'm saying that right. It's D A W O O D. And finally, French explorer Paul Henry Nargolet. What if I'm not saying these right? I would feel it's so okay. sad. It's okay. If I'm not, I'm so sad. Because honestly, my I've been thinking about this nonstop. This is, my heart is breaking for how is, scary this awful. must have been. So on Sunday, June 18th, so this past Sunday, the descent began. The Ocean Gate founder, CEO, and subpilot, Stockton Rush, lost contact with the Titan above, the ship above, or lost contact from the Titan with the ship above about an hour and 45 minutes into the trip down. Takes about two hours to get down from the ship to the Titanic. An hour and 45 minutes? Yeah, I think it's 12, like it's over 12,500 feet below the surface. Oh my God, that's crazy. And the way this is put together is like once you're in it, the door is shut and bolted in. Like you can't no. get out of it. And even if you tried to get out of it below, the pressure of all the water surrounding it you would, would just squish you. you right away. So as of this morning at 7 a.m., they report that they would be out of oxygen. However, some other reports say that they could have up to 20 more hours of recycled air within it if nothing else had happened. An extensive rescue has been underway for days. However, even if it's located, towing it to the surface is nearly impossible, they said. Also, as of today, a Canadian ROV, which is a remotely operated vehicle rover, has reached the seafloor to continue the search, which is 12,500 feet down. And then as of 12 p.m. today, they found a debris field um, that was uh, stated by USA Today. Yeah, that didn't seem very convincing to me, though. No, it did. It's, it's been oh, everywhere. It yeah, since then, I saw it first on TikTok. And no, then, I mean, like, what if it's just not debris from them? It is. Now they they know what it is They've now. identified yep. it? It is the landing frame and the rear cover, which just... Let's just pray it, that it, it was fast. It, yeah. You know? What they're saying is it was a catastrophic failure of something, and it most likely imploded. Um, the guy who was on the news was saying... If it imploded, it would have happened in the blink of an eye and they wouldn't have known what's going on. And I really pray if it's that, that that's what happened. You know, I just my heart breaks for it. Just like, don't do that. 
we don't need to go down that far in the ocean. No, yeah. especially to see something like we have so many pictures of. Like, why mm-hmm. do you need to see it through the bottom of a submarine? It's just sad. Anyway, so that's one of my little TikTok rabbit holes. The other one is I sent you the video about Alexi Treviso, 19 years old. And I saw tons of TikToks on this. Also, lawncrime.com. I read some stuff. And on January 27th, 2023, Alexi and her mom go to the ER for a severe back pain for Alexi. While there, she's given a pregnancy test, which comes back positive. Well, you have a full stomach, so <laughs> it doesn't really... A very obviously pregnant full... stomach. Yes. She denies it and then says she has to go to the bathroom. So she goes down to the bathroom, and by the way, all of this is on video. Oh, I know. I've seen it. All yeah. of it. It is insane. So you can see her walking down the hallway. She goes in the bathroom. She locks the door. Nurses are coming by to say, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? She's in there for like 25 minutes or something. The whole time she has the sink running. She keeps flushing the toilet repeatedly, getting paper oh towels out. They can hear moaning. Like they keep saying, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Finally, they said, we're coming in there. Yeah, they have to break down the door. But then she just pops out and she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And they're like, hey, there's blood literally everywhere. And she's like, is my period. My period started. No, that's not your period, So she goes back to her room and then employees come to clean up. And as they're cleaning up, they discover the body of the baby at the very bottom of the trash can under a new bag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a boy, and he's very obviously passed. Oh, my God. Um, The police are called. This is also all on video as well. They come in, and they confront her. She and her mom act shocked. Oh, yeah, I saw. She was like, what did I tell you? And then she corrects herself. Yeah. And it's super weird. And then she starts, Alexi starts crying and saying, but he wasn't crying or anything when he came out. He wasn't making any noises at all. What? So it, but it also shows in the autopsy that you fully strangled this child. Yeah. So I'm not sure what you Mm-mm. want me to believe here. Uh, Treviso was interviewed after she had been flown to a different hospital because she had given birth and she had to be treated for whatever was going on there. And then I think she even went home after that. And then Alexi was arrested and charged with first degree murder on May 10th. A $100,000 bond was set. She's been released with restrictions. She has to go to counseling. No. And she's also been charged with tampering with evidence. So I'm not sure like when that trial is going to come or whatever, but all the people would have to do is look at TikTok videos of, oh, she didn't know she was pregnant. And it shows like a thousand cheerleading videos where she is very obviously pregnant. And if her mom. Her mom knew. Just, I mean, did she have her head stuck in this? I don't understand. Did she know or. No, she knew. You think she she knew? knew? The way she says it when they're talking about it is just. I don't know. It's so weird. She's also 19 years old and looks petrified of her mother. Oh, fully petrified, yeah. You know, like unable to, was she really scared enough to go to the bathroom and like do that? And what did she think? They were going to find out with an exam that she just had a baby? Yeah, I wonder if her mom was a little bit like abusive or something. Maybe. Or maybe like her boyfriend wanted her to get an abortion and she couldn't afford it or... There's just a lot of different yeah. things. I would love to know her reason. I would too. I would I would like to hear her side of the story for sure. There's no um excuse for that though. You 
have the baby. Give if you're to that point to where you're in labor, oh, yeah. then you're just going to have to have the just baby and put him for adoption. Put him for adoption. There's also those bins where they don't you will, will not get in trouble for placing the baby in the bin. They will take care of the baby and find a home. You aren't going to be held responsible. What you will be held responsible for is having a baby and putting it in a trash can. And try we're literally murdering. literally murdering. So upsetting and sad. And that's been all over my FYP. I'm trying to get Taylor Swift back on my FYP. It was flooded with that. I'd rather see that. It's a lot less sad. But anyway, so I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week yet because I am super, super tired of this documentary and these men. And I don't know that they wrap everything up at the end. It's just like, oh, this is still going on. So life sucks and whatever. Conclusion, really. But it's very entertaining. Yes. It is. All right, Chloe. Well, I hope you have a good night. You look very tired, like you need to go get some sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I think soon we need to start a segment called Chloe's Horrific Dating Stories because she has some really crazy stories. Really bad ones. I can't wait for you guys to hear about them. (laughs) All right, Chloe. Well, until. Oh, wait. Where are we going to follow you on Instagram? That's a great question. Let's follow me on Instagram at Chloe Diana. Perfect. And you can follow us um, on our pods Instagram at True Crime Family Pod. I put our podcast up on all the different places so you can listen wherever. And please, please, if you have a second, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can leave a review. That would be amazing. No negatives, just positives. We're all love and light here. Love and light, right? Yeah, this podcast (laughs) is really lovey and lighty. Yeah, just so, it's it's just definitely not dark and murdery. All right, Chloe, I will see you soon. Until next time, y'all stay stay safe. safe.